Welcome to the Long Rest Podcast. I'm your host, Mac. Let's jump into it. Recording, because now we're doing long the long rest. <laughs> or least minutes, let's bang it out. Let's go. Well, I don't depending on how long other people are here. I know some people are leaving at ten thirty, but it depends about other people. Um So how did everyone feel? I felt good, you know. Uh, I came in and I. Uh, was, I felt uh, drunk. Preparing all my oh, we stuff. We fucking knew that. Right <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I'm glad, Tom. And I like how you're doing a voice now, even though we're no longer doing lockdown D and D. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, uh, I thought that I uh, brought brought my A game today. Um, <laughs> killed the thing. That's great. <laughs> Put acid on my owl, killed the thing, did the thing, got the gold, got the bitches, going home. Yeah, got lots of spells, got lots of spells. It's great. <laughs> Sounds like a WWE wrestler after a, after he lost. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's okay, it's okay, we're going good. <sighs> so, uh, Spencer, how are you going to look up the uh, enchantments and stuff? He's not gonna look at it until next Friday. Oh, I forget. <laughs> He's gonna look. <laughs> wow, she just fucking she just ratted you the fuck out. How'd that Holy butt shit. feel while it just went over you? <laughs> well, I know what kind of enchantments I'm looking for. Oh, that's boo! Don't you dare! It better be a good one. The enchantments involve buses now. <laughs> Every time you, you conjure a bus. <laughs> Yeah, every time you make an attack, it it makes a fart noise and smells bad. <laughs> but only to you. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great though. That'd be so funny. No, it's not. That would be so funny. I made the mistake of making Spencer chili the other day. And I died. <laughs> wow, we're getting a little deeper in this slice of life podcast than I was necessarily expecting <laughs> yeah. us to go. I, I, I meant for this to be I meant for this to be like a behind the scenes, maybe we talk about some other stuff. I didn't really realize you were gonna talk scenes. about <laughs> I didn't realize you were talking about Spencer's flatulence. This is behind the scenes. Like, <laughs> really, it really is. Yeah. Here we go. Um, actually, can we? Here, here's something I wanted to I wanted to mention because I actually talked about this in a stream, and I feel really dumb, but I feel like people might find this super funny, or someone will find it relatable. Who knows? Um, I realized basically today <laughs> that I didn't understand how social media worked. Oh, I did not know. For some, like, I, well, I will say it's because I mainly don't, like, I don't really use social media in the way that a lot of people do. But I especially don't really use Instagram and Twitter uh, in the way that a lot of people do, like, when they're scrolling through a constantly and stuff like that. Mainly, I post, like, photos that I take that I find cool, and that's about it. And even Twitter, I don't actually have Twitter for the longest time. I had it just so that I got updates about, from the police uh, in our city. Like, that was literally the only reason I had it. Um... And I, uh, anyway, I started realizing, like, that the reason people use hashtags is because it puts them into, like, like, groups that people can follow on stuff. I did not realize this for the longest fucking time. So, for example, I did some posts on, uh, the Dragon Den, uh, Instagram, uh, which is the one that is, like, connected to everything, that we've been doing all the podcasts streaming 
all that fun stuff uh, is all being posted on that one. And good I self put self plug. Uh, good. Huh? Good self plug. That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, yeah. I'm, I'm self plugging on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, but I, I, I added some. Huh? It's quite conceited to uh, self plug yourself. Yeah. <laughs> on your own podcast, no less. Yep. Uh, anyway, can I finish the fucking story, please? Because I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> anyway, so I, I added hashtags to the things that I posted, mm-hmm. and now they have engagement. <laughs> I was I was so confused because for the longest time the only engagement I was used to is like if you're on Facebook and the people that engage with you are basically like your friends or friends of friends like that's about it. But I didn't realize that if you like put hashtags in like other ones, it actually groups them together. And if someone follows that hashtag, like if someone follows the hashtag of Twitch, that if you post something saying, "Hey, I'm streaming," hashtag Twitch, they will get a notification saying someone added something to this hashtag. I did not realize that. And I feel f- very stupid for it. Um, well, now you know. So yeah. Yep, now I know. So hopefully things are better for that. Like, here, here's here's the best, uh, like, uh, an example of that is, um, so if I go to, fuck off. There we go. If I go to my Instagram right now, um, if I go to the one I posted earlier today, like, obviously it's not a lot, but still, um, one of the posts I did had three likes and four plays on something I posted today for the stream. Something I posted a week earlier, uh, which was saying um, our D&D podcast ha- uh, now has three new episodes and has just surpassed 100 plays. And then I posted the link to the podcast. Uh, no likes, no comments. No one looked at it. <laughs> like... Because, like, no one was following this Instagram because of the fact that I haven't basically... Like, the only people that I was saying to it, like, showing it to, were friends and family. And so, only the people that would be interested in game stuff would follow it. So, yeah. Also, one thing I thought was funny is whenever I usually do a post about the podcast, I usually also tag everyone in it. But what's funny is I still tag Spencer, even though I know he doesn't use Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I still know, like, Spencer's Instagram's still there. So if you eventually open your Instagram, Spencer, you're just going to get flooded with notifications and be like, you've been tagged in a bunch of posts since you've been gone. <laughs> it's just going to, I mean, I, I want you to just, like, open it up and just see all the check marks start appearing, being like, ah. It'd be great. Um, yeah. Uh, where did you, where did you find that, uh, that shit puzzle, Spencer? <laughs> GM Binder. I believe it's a. Uh, let me just double check. Say where I got. Oh no, that one wasn't. Oh, so you're already lying to me. Was. <laughs> <laughs> That one was from Dungeon Master's Guild. Oh, okay. Where it has a bunch of 
different. I think some of it is the official books, some of it is what people have created. Gotcha. Uh, it was one of the oh, high. Well, it was five star, five star review, and it was mm -hmm. on sale when I got it. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> oh, it, we were when we had talked a few weeks ago now about what people wanted. Some people said puzzles. Well, I found a essentially escape room Dungeons and Dragons encounter. Mm-hmm. Granted, I should have proved it more than I did. Apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh eh, it mostly worked out. <laughs> Tom, what, the, what did you post into the chat? I'm gonna put this into Google, I wanna see where this takes me. What? Tom put it into the chat. He said www.fuckoff.ca. And so mm -hmm. I put, I, I, I copy and pasted that into Google and it came up with our global site for world tolerance. <laughs> Welcome to our global site, which is dedicated to the concept that all persons are created equal and are entitled to equal treatment and respect. You have found your way to our site because a domain name was used that is connected in some way to intolerance <laughs> or hated based on racial, religious, religious, gender, or other factors. <laughs> there is no place in the world for these kinds of views, and we urge you not to support the organizations or persons who <laughs> expose these kinds of ideas. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, just, I, I, just put that, I just put that because you're, you're like saying, like, oh, I, oh, I went to this website. Uh, and then you said, like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> so I just did that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then it says at the end, uh, our world faces many challenges, but we can only... Uh, be made more difficult when people separate into small groups. Those whose connection to each other, uh, to each other is a hatred for others based on some type of prejudice. We need to work together through uh, public education to ensure that this type of behavior is discouraged. People can learn to coexist and respect each other. They can learn to overcome their fear uh, of the unknown by exchanging ideas and meeting uh, one another face to face. Momentous. <laughs> Is the name of the company. <laughs> That's amazing. And that was all because I that was all because I typed in fuckoff.ca. How I the thing that I want to know is I can understand because it's saying that it, it redirected based off of um, the URL. Is fuck off racist? <laughs> I didn't realize that telling someone to fuck off was racist or prejudice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just say that to anyone who I want to fuck off, regardless of any prejudice. I will say that to anyone if they're if I want them to fuck off. <laughs> like, get fuck off. Leave. But anyway, that's great. I didn't know that was a thing, that it, it redirects yeah. to those kind of sites. 
I kind of want to type in worse things now and find out if they also take you to there. I'm gonna I'm careful gonna, with that. I'm not gonna. I'm well. I'm I'm going incognito, uh, incognito now. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, that didn't work. I wanted to see if they even counted like someone using like. Um, like I, I was wondering if it was just like most URLs that just like even if it wasn't something bad, it would just go to it. So I just typed in gay.ca. Uh, it brought me to a website for gay men. <laughs> wow, who would have thought? Really <laughs> weird. I'm shocked. <laughs> You're telling me that isn't a website specifically for wild homophobes? Look at it. Look at the website. <laughs> Oh, wow. who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> males. Oh, God. There's male seeking male, male seeking gay couple, gay couple seeking male or gay couple seeking gay couple. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, actually, I guess here's a question for Tom, because I asked this to Jeff last week, but we can see what Tom's point of view is on it, which is, uh, Tom, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, some of the changes that uh, Tasha's Cauldron and everything have brought to D&D? I love them. It's really good. It just, you know, you could make different combinations of races and classes, and there's a bunch of new feats and spells, and woo! That's not Jeff's response from last week. Oh? Jeff, would you like to share with the class? Uh, not really. I don't remember what I said. Well, I'm like, like, I'm ambivalent well, towards Tasha's. I think it yeah. has a lot of, like... You, you, were, you were kind um, of on the people, fence, but you were saying that you, you disliked a lot of people changes. dislike it. Yeah. A lot of people dislike it because of the kind of like lean towards giving people more ability to kind of like min max their stats i'm fine with it personally but uh it's a it's a controversial um, yeah. expansion yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think it's good because it's more inclusive like you can like make a dwarf that's you know not t a typical dwarf like yeah. there's unique people in each race and that's yeah should be the case yeah, which I which I had said I was that's what I was talking about with Jeff. Where like my example was like a minotaur being a wizard, like like min maxing for that, and just like you get you could obviously come up with like a backstory of being like you know they were weaker than the other minotaurs so they couldn't handle like two handed weapons, so they instead turned to a source of magic <laughs> um, or something. So like, you could add story, but otherwise it's just like I'm I'm big bold man and I shoot spells. <laughs> um. And I mean, but. people are gonna min max anyway, so yeah. why not give like them more options? Whatever, give yeah. them at least an avenue to do it like well and not be like <laughs> dumb or weird with it. At least like they can like, actually explain their reasoning and just be like, because I want to. <laughs> and I mean, you can like have more combinations of different things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool. All cool. right. Well, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, it's 1030. Yeah, so. I should probably go as well. I yeah. got to work Sounds tomorrow. Good. See Talk peoples. to you guys later. See you guys Bye. later. Bye-bye. See ya. Spencer, are you leaving as well, or? Probably just take a quick break and then come back. Okay, sounds good. If you're down to play League or something like that, or whatever. Mainline to get a snack drink. Sounds good. I'm going to keep recording the podcast for the time being, and then uh, I'm probably going to record for maybe an hour, so it's only been about 16 minutes, so I'll keep going. But Okay, go get your snack. Bye. Um, yeah, I, I, I will talk about a little bit about, um, what I was looking into about the difference that I've noticed is noticed between astral and, uh, roll 20. Um, cause I looked up some stuff about that. Cause me and Jeff were talking about that a little bit last week and, um, Jeff makes the joke about it every time, usually in D and D in lockdown D and D. Uh, and so I decided to actually look up the two main differences. And from what I've read mainly, um, Astral uh, has a lot of advanced features that are very fun to use and, and can make the experience very good. But their basic features are kind of lacking. They kind of really focused on the like super high end stuff, not so much the uh, lower end. Um, so that, of course, kind of hurts them a little bit um but in comparison a lot of the advanced features that they have are features that roll 20 has but you have to pay for some of them so like for example like dynamic lighting you have to go to the marketplace and actually buy that feature where astral it's just there it's part of it um same with some of the animated backgrounds and stuff like that you can use some of them from astral astral does have a marketplace as well like it's not everything's not free but you can also do a subscription i believe with astral where like you just pay monthly and you have access to a bunch of stuff where roll 20 is like you have to keep buying something every time you want it there's no subscription or anything to my knowledge from what i've looked into um so yeah so like there there's those are the main differences for if anyone wanted to look into using astral like what we use or if they wanted to use um or if they wanted to use roll 20 if they're trying to like figure out which one they should use if you're just doing like very simplistic basic stuff you just want to draw on a map and have the online features just use roll 20 it's not super difficult but for me personally i like it being like the advanced stuff kind of making it more into almost like a video game and less of just like sitting at a table especially since we're doing it online you might as well have that feature anyway if we're doing it in person we like when we were all playing before um we just had a whiteboard and uh spencer um <laughs> he had a 3d printer at the time so he wanted to 3d print all of our characters but before that like we used like we used like checker tokens or uh, miniatures or chess pieces even or at one point i remember we had we had like little there was like little tiny like ceramic cats i think is what we were using at one point um just because Spencer had some I don't know why but like we were just using those just because like anything that was just a placeholder worked because the rest of it was done through storytelling through interactions and with your imagination that's the whole point of D&D &D. um so that was that was interesting uh and I think that's kind of why I like Astro a little bit more for like the online format is because since we're not all together we might as well make it a little more interesting since it's kind of hard and it's kind of hard to think and imagine the world that you're in when you're sitting in front of a computer by yourself in a room by yourself and all you have is a microphone and headphones because like people can't see you. So like I and I will say I'm I'm definitely um, guilty of this. Like I've 
I've zoned out a lot of times during play where like I'm just not paying attention because just nothing's happening on the screen. But like that's why I like having the animations and having the tokens and having D and D Beyond and all that stuff is because it, it kind of gets you into the game a little bit more because it actually feels more interactive and less of you just sitting there with a sheet of paper and no one watching you. So like you can you get distracted easily stuff like that. So if that's just for me personally. Um, that I like Astral more because of the fact that it gives you more avenues. Um, but I do agree with Jeff that if you want like just the bare minimum, if you're brand new to D&D, just use Roll20. It's a thousand times easier for sure. Um, I just think Astral is really cool and I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes because it seems like they're constantly making new updates. Um, I'm really excited they're going to be adding a follow function. It seems like so that people actually, if they want to, they can follow us and actually watch to my knowledge, at least from what I've seen of it, is you can watch us play, I think, or like follow the the progression of the game, at least. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully that comes out at some point and we can share that as well and uh, keep going with with those kind of features. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty cool. A lot of the stuff that they're adding. Um, trying to think about what other stuff I wanted to kind of talk about. I know, um, I think we talked about this a little bit last time about, uh, like my character in, in particular at Strider, him being in Aarakocra that I'm most likely once we, uh, like once we eventually start season two of, uh, lockdown D and D, which I will say with, with, with season two, um, at least what I would like, of course it's in the end, it's really up to Spencer since he'll most likely be DMing it. But what I'd really like is for us to, um, keep the same format, like, you know, still have the guild hall, all that stuff. But when we decide, decide to do season two, that we just turn our characters into either NPCs or, um, or, you know, they go on permanent quests. Like they just never come back, but like there's posters of them or things like that, or like memorabilia for them. Um, like, you know, maybe like my character's longbow or, or, or crossbow is in a box or something like that. And it's like a, it's like a relic or something like that. And then we just start back at level one, but otherwise it's like, you know, the same guild hall. Uh, we, it, like, we still have the board. People can still come and go as they please like players and characters. Um, because the thing that I kind of want with this as well is I want, even if people want, especially since I would, sorry, I'm just trying to consolidate my thoughts. I, I would love that for new players that if they decide to play with us and they start playing with a character and they realize that they don't like this character, that they aren't stuck with them. I want them to also be able to like kind of switch out if they wanted to, if they want to find something that fits their play style more. But also I want it so that if people get bored of characters really easily, like me personally, I can get bored of characters super easily. Like I'm, I'm not bored of my character right now. I do still like him, but I also still liked playing uh, a barbarian when I used to, when we did it in our last one, he was super fun. Um, so I kind of want people to have the ability to kind of switch around and do, and do what they want with everything. So I, I think our, our model that we've built here is pretty good. Um, Spencer did a great job with it and it's still being developed now. So I think if we just keep it going, even when we do season two, it'll just be, um, same format, just new characters, new people. Maybe, um, it might even be just the same people, maybe with more, um, it'll just completely depend on what we decide to do. So yeah, I, I think it'll be, 
<sighs> super, super fun and exciting and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've really been enjoying this model. I, I like that we don't, like, if we don't have everyone, it's not the end of the world. That's, that's fine. Um, but it is also nice that, uh, like, we can continue. That there's, there isn't, we're not waiting up on someone all the time and we're not, also necessarily leaving anyone behind either like for example um i know indy has not been here for the last few ones but like you know she's in school she has a lot of family stuff we'll make fun of it and something like that and be like oh she's not here again like yeah but like in the end it's it's only understandable she has a life outside of this like she's not there's there's no um She's playing D&D because she wanted to learn how to play D&D and play with friends. There is no obligation otherwise. Like, she's not... It's not a job. She's not being paid to be here. She doesn't have to be here if she doesn't want to be. She can She can come and go as she please, 100%. Um, but uh, that's the thing that's nice is that even though she's not here, her character isn't left in the dust. Like, she will get to go to level 5 when she comes back and we'll just go on the next mission. Um, but when we do Season 2, of course, everyone will go back to level 1. Um we'll probably also reset the guild hall like maybe it'll just be like oh like all this stuff is open like we've added all these features that spencer's decided but spencer just locks them and he says like oh you have to reach a certain level to get access to this area like it, basically right now we're running a test run and we're kind of building the the world and then maybe season two is okay the world has been built now let's bring new characters into it and try again basically um with with new characters new personalities um, and new adventures. So I think, I think it'll be really, really good. I'm super excited for it for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I also, what I think I will do is I'm going to keep recording for the long rest here, but I am going to start streaming actually as well. Uh, because I kind of want to also talk about the stuff in on the live stream, but also, um, because me and Spencer will be playing some league, so I might be doing that and everything. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do all of that. I'm going to get all that set up actually now, uh, but I'll keep talking about a few other things. Um, I, I will stop the, uh, the long rest podcast before we do start playing anything just cause I don't want any, uh, game audio in, um, the, the podcast that would just be annoying. Uh, so yeah. Um, Trying to think. So one thing I will mention about. Uh, oh, okay, so there are messages and stuff. That's cool. Wait, can you? We'll see if that actually works because that'd be kind of cool uh i'm just testing i was i just noticed that there's like a chat feature in in dnd beyond as well but i will say i i've personally really been loving uh dnd beyond um it is kind of like in a way how uh 
like similar kind of thing of where like do you use roll 20s character sheet or do you use dnd beyond for me personally i like dnd beyond because of it's uh, cross-platform compatibility, it's ease of access, it's ease of use. The only downside, of course, is that you do have to buy the books in order to actually have the information um, to use in your character sheet. But the thing that is cool about d Beyond is you don't have to have that information. Like, it helps if you're trying to build your character and you want all the character stats to be in the sheet itself and you click a button and it automatically does everything for you. If you want to have that, then you have to buy the books. But you can just add stuff as notes uh, and, and just add things manually. It's just that you won't get a button. You'll have to do, like, the math on your own or things like that but like it still has the digital dice you can roll on your screen which you can also roll them on your phone so for example once the pandemic's over and everything like that and we're able to actually play in person again which i would love to do i think it'd be so much better um and i think it actually would be cool because then we could record the podcast still because um i think i can record with my phone for the podcast since anchor has that uh, uh capability so i could just record with my phone um actually here let's do i wonder if i can do this because i wonder if this will actually work with the with the application um let me just i'm quickly going to actually see if i can open up uh lockdown uh, not lockdown dnd uh the long rest and uh start recording with my phone as if i was doing it that way and i just want to see how good it is at that um, also, thanks everyone for uh, listening to our first episode. We're already up to six plays, which is awesome because I only shared it with, to my knowledge, three people, which means there's three other people that I did not share it with or, sh- or they shared it with that are now watched it. So super appreciated. Love it. I think it's uh, it's great. Um, the total uh, plays that we have across all episodes, including deleted ones, is right now 31, which is also insane to me. The fact that like we've literally posted like three things ever to this podcast so far. And it's already uh, in double digits, and it's at thirty. Like that's that's so awesome. Um, okay, let me let me quickly see. Using the app. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So I can do that. So let's try. Okay, so um, I of course while. Uh, doing this, what I'm going to quickly do is I'm going to stop the recording on my computer. I'm going to press the button on my phone to start recording and I'm going to add it like, cause with anchor, you can also add in clips. And so I'll add in the clip of my phone recording and then I'll, I'll start the recording back on my computer so that it continues naturally. Um, so we'll give this a quick test here. So right now we're seeing how it sounds with my phone. Uh, right now I have my phone, it's on my table. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not specifically like holding it to my mouth or anything. Cause I wanted to see what would happen if we were to, um, like, let's say I put my phone on the table and we were deciding to play, um, like, uh, in, in one whole room together on a big table or something like that. Like, what would it sound like? So apparently this is what it would sound like. I'm, I will say I'm less than a foot away from my phone. It's like right now on my mouse pad. So it's not that far from me. Of course, this would be different if we're all around a table. I might have to put the phone more into the center. Um, so of course it would depend on where it would be. But anyway, I'm going to hop back to the computer audio now. Okay, and we're back on the uh, computer audio here. Um, so I am going to save that. Call this segment phone audio. Oh, oh, save as phone audio test. Uh. 
add it to library save to library I just want to make sure that this is working it's processing right now I might press play just to kind of hear it myself but of course I'll be putting it into the actual episode um, so right now we're seeing how it's that uh, it's a little echoey because of course I'm in my apartment and I'm not it's, it's just using my phone's microphone is not using my my nice studio microphone that I'm talking into right now um, <laughs> I will say it probably doesn't sound that amazing this microphone's a bit old but it's still better than uh, most microphones I've had. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I personally really like uh, D&D Beyond. And then with my phone, for example, or I would have my laptop even as well, that would be fine. You can just open it up as a web page or on your phone. There's um, the uh, D&D um, uh, player tool, I believe is what it's called. And basically it gives you access to your character sheet on your phone in a nice organized uh, form that fits on an app really easily. You can tap on different buttons to see different things and roll different items. You also have access to all of your dice. It tells you all your things, but also now with the new setup of the, uh, the log, I'm pretty sure now that I just rolled something on my character here, let me just quickly duplicate this. Cause I want to look into the change log of this a bit. Uh, let me go into my character sheet here on my computer. So I just, uh, what I'm testing right now is I just rolled the dice on my phone. I want to see if it adds it to the log in the campaign, even though I rolled it on my phone. So I got, I rolled a strength check and it was a four plus two. So I had six and yes, it's there. That's, that's actually really cool. So yeah, so that, that, uh, carried over to my phone from my phone. So if Spencer had his computer open, he could have a, uh, a log of everyone and if everyone had D&D Beyond on their phones and rolled their dice when they rolled their dice it would it would be like oh question mark someone's rolling okay they got an eight so yeah like that's <laughs> I didn't even think about that and that's actually super cool um and that's just like because don't get me wrong having your own dice is amazing um I I don't regret like I I have all my own dice and I love that I have my own dice like you can hear it. There's my there's my lovely my lovely bag of dice. I have a lovely bag here that has like flames on it and stuff, um, and like it, it's it's super awesome to have um, your own dice. Sorry, I'm just trying to find. I have a there it is. I have a dice cup as well. There we go. Uh, that dice cup has a little dragon on it, and it has my favorite uh, d20s in it. Where my dice bag has um, stole my other dice because my d20s are the ones, of course, I use the most. Um, but yeah, so like I have, I have two things for, for, for my D and D dice and I love them dearly. They're awesome. I, they're so pretty. I like, they're, they're definitely like a thing you can do for collections and stuff like that. Um, but you know, let's say you're, uh, let's say you're at a small table where you can't necessarily roll dice or maybe you're somewhere where you have to be quiet and you can't, you can't just like be throwing dice everywhere. Or if you have a cat, um, or just like, um, Last but not least, like, you know, for example, uh, Indy, she doesn't own any D&D dice. Um, so if we were ever to play in person, which I will say she would also have to come into a different city. But if we were ever to all play together in person and Indy was to play with us, she would have to be able to roll dice somehow. And so, then, of course, there's all sorts of online uh, dice rollers and things like that, that you can get for free or like ones you can get for your phone and stuff like that. But with D&D Beyond, it does it all automatically. And you also have the ability to... Uh, you also have the ability to put it into the change log so that Spencer can actually see your dice roll. 
Um, so maybe your dice roll is a secret to everyone. So if you wanted to be even more immersive and, and you don't want people to know what you rolled, you could roll it. And Spencer, Spencer could just be like, oh, and your arrow whizzes by the, the iron golem and hits into the back wall, meaning, of course, that you didn't hit it. Um, so you could have it be more immersive that way as well. So it's got it's got a lot of a lot of cool functions. Stop. Why is it trying to like sorry, Discord's trying to switch my audio to different things. Um, but yeah, so that, that's actually really cool. I didn't think about that. I might actually mention that to Spencer when he comes back that like that's actually a cool feature of it what if i overlay what's overlay fixed oh oh that's cool i didn't know that you can have everything be centered first pushed over to the side that's kind of cool um anyway yeah so the, it, it, there's all sorts of uh, cool stuff that you could do in dnd beyond i think it's personally really cool and like if you planned on getting the dnd books eventually anyway in my personal opinion, why not get them on D&D Beyond? Because one, they're eBooks then, they're not the hardcovers, which means then you can use them anywhere and you can always use them with the character builder. If you have the books personally, you would actually have to read through them and figure out how to actually build your characters, where with D&D Beyond, it actually like organizes it for you. And from what I saw, the books are also pretty cheap on D&D Beyond and stuff. It <laughs> uh, sounds like I'm really sponsored by D&D Beyond. And if they want to sponsor me, I would fucking love that, but that's never going to happen. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, yeah, so like that's it, it, it's super cool the different features that you have and uh, and all the ways that you can access different stuff and where you can access it um, through just such a, a simple little application. So it's definitely like super super cool. And if you're new to D and D and you don't know all of the uh, you don't know all of the different characters and things like that. I highly recommend using D&D Beyond because it at least makes things simplified, even though you don't have access to the books. It gives you a few options for everything. So at least you can like kind of ease into it before having to focus on like, oh, I want to mid-max my character. I want to do the best things ever. Um, then, you know, you start buying the books. You buy like your few basic books. Um, they're about $30, I think, or something like that. So you buy a few of those. Um, then you start unlocking new access to do new options and characters. And that's what I did. So... I started out with my barbarian. I went with pretty simple stuff. It's um, pretty similar stuff. The only thing that was like advanced was I picked Warforged, which is not a class you usually get. You have to have the book for that, which I now have the book for that. Um, but you would get like that's the only thing is I had a Warforged. And same thing with the Arakokra. Like the Arakokra is actually part of the base kit. They aren't. Um, they aren't even part of like the players basic. Like they are just a base race that you can play even as um, even if you buy none of the books. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, but, like, there's a lot of classes that you can't play. But if you want to play those ones in the future, you just buy the books. And then you have access to them. But then also you have access to the books whenever you want. Like, I can access the books on my phone. I can access them on my laptop. I can access them on my desktop. And you don't have to be carrying out a giant bag of books. I know it's awesome. Like, I personally would love to have the hardcover books. Like, the hardcover books look awesome. And if you even got, like, I know they sell, um, like, leather covers for those books as well. Like, getting those would be so cool. And they would look so awesome. But at the same time... Me personally, I'm not a huge reader, um, so I'm, I would never see myself reading through the whole book and actually like picking out the things I want to use on a character. I would personally rather have something organize it for me, and that's exactly what D&D Beyond does. So, yeah, in the end, that's basically it. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's super cool and super dope. Of course, I'm not saying that everyone has to use it. Like, even in our game right now, we don't have everyone using it. Um, just because, as I, as I told them, like, everyone has their own way that they want to play d and I don't want to force anyone into doing anything. I personally love D&D Beyond because I have the books and everything like that. But, like, you know, for example, Sam, she personally really likes to roll her dice. She has her own dice that Spencer got her, and she likes the action of like rolling my her own dice she doesn't want to do it on a screen and that is completely understandable that makes so set like much sense like you have these dice why would you not want to use them like i 100 get that um for me personally i'm indifferent i don't really care if it's on the screen or not i just want to play the game so whether i'm rolling my own dice or rolling it on my phone whatever it just it doesn't matter to me um i think dice are just like kind of like a cool accessory that you can have as well um but, uh, but yeah, like that's a totally valid argument that it's like, oh, I don't want to use D&D Beyond because I want to roll my own dice. Go ahead. The other thing I will, the one thing I will say to that though, is that like, you don't have to use D&D Beyond to roll your dice. You can just use it for your character sheet. But then I've also had people say like, I think Tom, uh, does it, which is Tom likes to have just paper. He likes to write everything out on his character and he likes to do his own math and all that stuff like that. Like go for it. Like that's your own thing. If you don't want to use D&D Beyond for that that's fine. Like that's not the end of the world. Obviously if you're trying to play a game where you want everyone to have the game log and stuff like that, then I kind of get that. But otherwise it doesn't like, it shouldn't matter. Uh, like if you're all doing it for fun, it should be fine. Whatever someone uses. So that's what I kind of see with our, our group here and the way our stuff works. So, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's basically it for uh, D&D Beyond that I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, I'm just going to quickly get my uh, stream set up here. Just so that hopefully I can stream and everything like that and have some have some fun with Spencer. Maybe do some stuff live. Um, some fun stuff like that. Um, I will say as well, if anyone is ever interested in uh, participating in this podcast if you ever record a um if you ever record a video or sorry not video if you ever record a voice memo on um uh anchor you can uh send it either to lockdown dnd or the long rest i can download the audio from lockdown dnd and then put it into the long rest where we'll probably actually use it um and then uh if it's in the long rest i can just add it in and what we can do is we can add them into the podcast uh, actually, here I'll kind of do a little bit of a uh, a test with that. Um, I'm not gonna stop the recording for this one though. But like, if I take my phone here and I go to uh, if I go to favorites, lockdown D and D message, I can tap this button. And I can go. This is a voice memo that's being recorded for Lockdown D&D. I have a question for you guys. Uh, what is your favorite race? And I hit save uh, called what is your favorite race? Send message. Boom. So I've just sent a message now uh, to Lockdown D&D. So now if I pull up my computer here, and I log into the Lockdown D&D podcast. Um, I can go to episodes and uh, if, sorry, new episode. And then I can go to 
um, messages and there's a thing there that says from the long rest it asked what is your favorite race and i can play the audio clip this is a voice memo that's being recorded for lockdown dnd i have a question for you guys uh what is your favorite race and then i can also yeah it says download audio files so that i can add it to the other one if i wanted to welcome back spencer to the podcast <laughs> i'm still talking because as you know all too well if i want to talk about something i fucking will and i will not shut up um how long were you gone so when you got ready for bed what no how how i'm just asking how long were you gone 20 minutes okay cool i talked about uh Astral versus World 20 and uh, D&D Beyond and why I like it. So, cool. <laughs> I also was just uh, explaining about how there's a cool feature um, on Anchor, which is voice memos, where people can, like, ask questions and, like, send them in. And then we can actually put them into the podcast and then answer them, um, which is what I was just showing. I recorded one on my phone from The Long Rest and sent it to Lockdown D&D, and I played it on did. audio. Huh? I did hear that. You heard what? You talked about the voice memos. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So I was going to say, I was like, you heard the voice memo? <laughs> um, I mean, I heard you record <laughs> it, so yes. Okay, yes, fine, whatever. Anyway, um, I've, I, I have, I wanted to also possibly, just because now that I fixed it and I only streamed for a little bit earlier, I'm going to do another stream for uh, us playing League, just because why the fuck not? Um, but yeah, so I think I'm going to end, uh, the, uh, long rest since I'm now going to go play league and I don't want that audio <laughs> in the uh, podcast, but, um, I think that's about it. Yeah. That's the thing is everything I want to talk about this week. Um, but yeah, next week will be interesting since we'll be doing a new adventure and, uh, maybe more people will be around for the long rest. So it's not just me talking to my screen. Uh, and me ranting about stuff. Um, and yeah. That's it for this episode of the Long Rest Podcast. Hope you all have a lovely night.